There's not one guy, one person in the history of this program that's bigger than the program. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. All right, we're actually recording now. After a mess up, we now <laughs> welcome on Josh Calloway. Uh, the first recurring guest in the program got history. Josh is on. He was at OU practice on Monday. The media was allowed in there. And Josh was telling us that before the whole Kale Gundy thing came about, practice, they were already going to be at practice. So, Josh, I want to start with what you saw at practice today. It was open to the media. How long were you there? And what was kind of some stuff that impressed you that you saw out of the team? And then we'll move on to the Gundy stuff. Yeah, no. So it was pretty cool getting to go to practice again today. Um, it was something that was very often in the spring, which was nice. You know, and there, I mentioned this before, but it's it's a little bit of a misconception that Lincoln didn't let us go to practice that often. He, he did go let us go to practice a handful of times in the spring. And in the fall, but it was always for very small windows. It was basically useless, essentially, is the, is the nicest way for me to put it, because you just didn't see anything. They just are, the guys are just like stretching. Quite literally, it's just like guys are stretching. And after like 10, 15 minutes, you got escorted out or asked to leave. And so while we took it, you know, obviously you never got to see much, but with Brent, he allows us to be there for much longer, much closer, like 45 minutes or so, which is a huge help because we actually get to see these guys do some drills some, you know, Oklahoma drill type stuff, receivers run routes and, and running backs do stuff, offensive linemen get to do that. We really get to actually see them do things, which is nice. And so today was, was interesting going in for the stuff you just mentioned with Kale. You know, we weren't sure really how the attitude was going to be going in. You know, what, what is this going to be like? Cause you know, this was already planned. You know, we, we knew early last week that we we're going to go to practice on Monday and then the assumption was that we could talk to Brent and some players afterward. Now that didn't happen, but we still got to go to practice. And we got there. I thought it was a little quietish, like not quite as boisterous as normal. But after like a minute or two, I didn't really think that anymore. It got pretty, you know, vivacious pretty quickly. And um, it was an intense practice. There was a lot of pushing and shoving after plays are over, after, you know, reps are done, some words exchanged, some like very mild skirmishes. I mean, stuff you like to see at a football practice. I mean, nothing, nothing crazy. This is what you want. You know, guys are intense. They're locked in they're into it, you know? So it was a good practice. It was, uh, you know, physical, like always Brent's always bouncing around and it's in the times that we've gotten to go in the spring and the fall. I still really never see these guys take a break. I mean, they're just getting after it from the time we walk in to the time we leave. I don't know when they take breaks. I don't know if that's a thing um, from the times we've gotten to go. So it, it's uh, you know, it felt like normal. It feels like football is coming up soon, which is nice. Less than four weeks of that first game. And, um, you can tell they're getting after it and they're getting locked in, getting ready to go uh, for that opener. All right, let's get to it. Kale Gundy resigning after two plus decades at the University of Oklahoma in any sort of capacity. What do we know at this point? And yeah. kind of give us a timeline of of what you understand has has happened and transpired over the past 24 hours. Yeah, I mean, shocking stuff, obviously. I mean, Kale Gundy has been, you know, an OU assistant since 1999. I mean, he's the longest tenured OU football person that there is in this program. Coach, I mean, administrator. I mean, he predates everyone, essentially, um, in this program. So it's going to be just removing all the context around it. It's just going to be strange and weird to not see Kale Gundy there. I mean, he's been on the sidelines for the forever, that seems. I mean, it's all I know, pretty much, is Kale Gundy being part of OU football. And you know, in my time doing this, 
in any sport, he's been one of my favorites to, to hear from. He's always been extremely friendly and, you know, he's one of the few, uh, you know, coaches that I've seen in any, in any sport again, that will chop it up. Like in pregame guys are warming up and he'll step over the sideline and crack a joke with somebody. I mean, he, he's very loose and he's always been somebody that everybody, and you've seen that a lot with, with the, you know, statements from his former players over the last, you know, 24 hours or so. I mean, just overwhelmingly positive families have always loved him and, and all that. So it's, it's going to be just weird first off to not have him around anymore. Um, Cause he just went the program for so long. And then, yeah, I mean, the way this has transpired has been crazy. And admittedly, I mean, hand up. I mean, I don't know if every, you know, big J would be willing to admit, I guess, but they, I had no clue this was coming. I mean, normally these kind of things, even if we don't report it or something, we kind of hear some whispers of it and kind of get prepared, try to try to, figure out some more info. This was a total blindside for us. I mean, this just came out of nowhere for us. And so, you know, just letting it wash over you of like, what happened now? You post that big long statement. You're scan- you're scanning it as fast as you can to try and figure out what is he saying here. And it- it's so interesting because, you know, the way his statement was painted and the way he described the situation, it obviously left a lot of room for OU fans to kind of question it and say, how is this enough to let this guy go? who's been at OU for over two decades, shouldn't a guy who's been so good to the program for so long played at OU, shouldn't he have more of a rope here? And, you know, Brent Venables clearly heard that. So I put out a second statement today to kind of reaffirm his decision. And what he put out there didn't really jive with what Kale put. And he was saying he said the word multiple times, stuff like that. So they don't quite sync up the two statements. And so now it's kind of like, okay, what what's the real end here? I mean, what exactly did happen? Who wanted this decision to happen? Because it sounds like from all indications are that most of the players, most of the team were in favor of, of Kale staying despite this happening. So it's, it's shocking. I mean, it, it's, again, it's just so strange to not have him be around anymore and how OU recovers from this, how quickly they get another receivers coach in August and how they can, you know, limit the damage on the uh, recruiting trail is going to be fascinating to watch here over the rest of this month. Yeah, it's obviously big news that, that came out, obviously, in the past 24 hours. So appreciate you giving us an insight. I know the program's focus has always been on the players. So I know it's only the first day of practice, but wanted to get some insight for you, what OU fans can expect, other than just the big names like DG and Marvin Mims and the Steady Eddies on that team. But who do you think will be a breakout on, on both sides of the ball that Sooner fans can see that uh, maybe we just haven't heard of or are currently under the radar? Yeah, for sure. I'll do one on each side of the ball. On on defense, I am really interested in Justin Harrington just because, you know, obviously he was this guy that was so highly thought of, so well talked about in the previous regime. Alex Grinch and those guys all loved him. It's not hard to see why. When you're at practice, he's big and strong. He stands out. I mean, his size and everything, it's like, yeah, it feels like you could probably use that guy. And Brent Venables, he leaves the program, Harrington and transfer portal after a long time, decides to come back. Venables decides to let him come back as a walk-on, basically giving him a chance of like, okay, you can come back, but you're going to have to seriously earn it um, to, to get a spot on this team and the car about playing time or something like that. And it's just, he looks great at practice. And, you know, it's just fascinating because this guy clearly has a lot of talent. Coaches who know what they're doing before really, really liked him. Does that translate to this new group and does he fit in somewhere? What's well, obviously a very competitive uh, defensive backfield with Justin Burles who's been there forever, then Billy Bowman and Trey Morrison and Key Lawrence and, and all the Jordan Mukes looks great. Freshman uh, last year going to second year. So 
it's going to be interesting to see where he fits in. I'm, I'm very, he's a fun one to watch. I think it's Justin Harrington on the offense side of the ball. You know, I've been really, I've been banging the drum for Ventavious Thompson for a few weeks now. Um, he may wind up doing nothing. I don't know, but I just have this feeling, this hunch that he's going to get in there in some way. And I don't know how many OU fans even know that this guy is on the team. He transferred to OU like in the dead of the night. Like he just was there one day, like quite literally. He didn't like Baker Mayfield kind of <laughs> just kind of showing up. Yeah, he really did. He didn't announce anything. He did later, but he didn't announce he'd already been at OU for a while. And our own you know, John Hoover, who works with me, He's the one who confirmed it. He saw some pictures of him and just shot him a, an email like, are you at OU now? And he was like, yeah, yeah, I transferred OU. Like, just confirm it for us because, like, nobody has said anything about this. So, you know, he's so interesting to me because at UCF with Dylan Gabriel, with Jeff Levy before, he was really productive. I mean, if you take his three seasons, 2020, 21, and 22, um, and lay him down – or 20, 19, 20, 21, lay him down to what Kenny Brooks did last year – they're extremely comparable numbers. I mean, yards per carry, touchdowns, just total yardage, all, all that stuff. They, they're eerily similar numbers. I'm not saying he's Kenny Brooks, but he was productive. He was good. It's just to reiterate the point that he was good. So I encourage OU fans to go watch his tape, look at his numbers, and see the fact that the way Dylan Gabriel talked about him at Big Show Media Days, talking about the guy, how hard he works, how much he loves him, and how glad he is that he's gotten this opportunity. It feels like he's going to make the most of it. He's been in college football a long time. He graduated high school a long time ago. He's an older guy. He didn't play football at all last year. He was at UCF just as a student. He had a complete year off. wasn't even on the roster. So it just feels like he's got this new lease on life, kind of, like this new approach. And um, I'm fascinated to see what he looks like. Maybe it means nothing, but that second running back spot is so up for grabs after Eric Gray because Marcus Major's the trendy guy. And then you have these freshmen, Barnes and Sawchuck. But it's just like nobody's running away with that job. There's no obvious number two, like, it feels like the fact that he already has a prior relationship with Gabriel and Levy, like he has a chance. So I'm excited to see what he looks like uh, as well whenever they get to game action and if he can work himself in there at all. Because it's just, I don't know, I just have a weird hunch. I'm not the only one talking about him, but I just have a weird hunch that he may get in there at some point and surprise some people. Josh, OU football has really kind of been on a on a roller, not even a roller coaster, just a rise of positive emotions since Venables yeah. was hired. And it's only gotten better month after month. and if you follow the program, everybody's been kind of saying this team at some point is going to face some kind of adversity. We thought it was going to be during the season. We're in the first week of camp and they're already here with some kind of adversity. Mm. I, I said, I think this is really going to let us know how much these players have bought in to Brent Venables and what he's been selling because of how popular Kale Gundy was. Do you kind of agree that this is really the first real test that these guys are going to have to face and whether or not Brent Venables whole system, it, these kids are really bought in. Sure. No, 100%. Because, I mean, obviously, like you said, I mean, since Brent took over, it's really been nothing but positive. He hasn't had hardly anything negative to deal with. Um, uh, the only negative thing he really had at all was when the recruiting was kind of down for like a minute before it got going really, really hot in July. That's about literally all he's had to deal with. So the fact that he has this big thing happen at right at the start of camp, because like you said, it, for most fans and media, everyone, when you get to camp, it feels like you survive you survived the offseason. Now you're just hoping for not injuries, basically. But you've gotten past the players getting arrested phase or anything crazy like that. Like, you've, you've survived that. Nothing happened. Team is fully healthy. Brent said at media day they're 99% healthy at that point and that he wasn't worried at all about the 1%. Um, they seem like they were – they survived the offseason. They didn't have anything. And then you have this happen 
right at the beginning, it's going to be very fascinating, especially considering the coach that it is because of the reason we just talked about with the fact that Kittle has been there so long. He's so well-liked. So many players love him. He's such a good recruiter. He brings these guys in, obviously the freshman receivers, Jaden Gibson, Nick Anderson, the transfers that he brought, J.J. Hester from Missouri, L.B. Bunkley, Shelton, Arizona State. It, you know, this is probably – it's hard to – outside of the coordinators, obviously, this is probably the hardest position coach to lose just because of how ingrained he is in the program. I mean, he's an OU guy through and through. I mean, the last three decades he's been at OU for all but like five of those seasons. I mean, it's he's been there forever. He is OU. So it's going to be tough, and this is a major challenge for Brent. Um, so far, we've kind of gotten a little bit of a peek into how he handles these types of things. It's been a little surprising to me, the fact that they put the statement out right away, which made sense. That's not surprising. You saw them put out a statement really quickly after Caleb Williams hit the transfer portal, too. Like, they're very quick on that. But I was a little surprised that he didn't meet with the media today, especially because that was, you know, a, a prior plan was to go to practice and then meet with media or, you know, coach and then some players probably. That didn't happen. And then he puts out that second statement today, which I get why he did it, but also kind of just felt like if you just had a press conference today, this you could have avoided some of this kind of, you know, public opinion swaying back and forth thing. So we'll see how he handles it moving forward. I would be floored if he doesn't have a press conference at some point in the next, like, two or three days. It wouldn't surprise me at all if it's tomorrow, for that matter. So we'll uh, – Tuesday. So we'll see uh, how that shakes out. But it's, uh, it's the first time that Brett Venables has had a real legitimate – challenge you know and how to handle something and weather the storm on something we'll see how it uh, plays out obviously in the weeks and months because there's still a lot that we frankly probably don't know about about all of this it's uh unprecedented and it came again for us at least just out of nowhere <laughs> one more for josh before we let him go matt go ahead yeah, I was going to say, obviously, BV is going to be handling the defensive side of the football. But for fans sure. who don't know who Jeff Levy is and his offensive system, what can fans expect from Jeff Levy's offense that maybe we haven't seen from years past? Sure. Yeah, no, I'm excited to see this offense a, a lot because, first off, the speed, which has been talked about a lot, the tempo. Saw a little bit in the spring game. They are going to run a lot of plays. That was something Theo we said at OU Media Day last week. We're going to run those plays in the country. That's what he said. He didn't say that was a goal or a prediction. He just said it. We're going to run those plays in the country this year, as like you know, as if it was fact, basically. So they're going to go fast. I think that's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be hard for defense to keep up with. That's something we heard all through spring and the early part of fall camp from the defensive guys, especially too. Is that offense goes quick? That's going to be tough to keep up with for these other teams that we play this year, and then also. I think there's going to be a major emphasis on getting the ball to their best players, which sounds so obvious, but obviously last season there were times where it was like, why isn't Marvin Mims getting the ball more? Why isn't Jaden Hazelwood getting the ball more? Why isn't Stogger and these tight ends getting the ball more? And I don't think that'll be as much of an issue with Jeff Levy. I think there's going to be a much bigger emphasis on Marvin Mims is our best receiver. Let's throw him the dang ball. He had 37 catches last year. It's going to be way more than that this year. You know, barring injury, it's going to be double that probably. Um, at media day, you talk about how Braden Willis is going to be, quote, very, very involved. And I think if you're a fan, you got to be like, yes, thank you. Because the tight ends never, never once did the tight ends take over a game last year. And that's when they had three legit guys. One guy's in the NFL now, Austin Stogner, who's a former five-star. And Braden Willis is, you know, one of the biggest freak athlete guys that OU has had, you know, so – the fact that there's an emphasis on that is got to be really encouraging as well. And I think they're going to throw the ball uh, a lot. I think they're going to let Dylan Gabriel air it out. 
Jeff Levy said he loves Dylan Gabriel's deep ball. He loves attack down the field. He's excited about that. And you know, the one knock on Levy, if you're going to have one, is that he's never had a thousand yard rusher. So it would be surprising if they ran the ball enough to to get that from you would assume Eric Gray, but it's not impossible either. I mean, so we'll see how that shakes out. Obviously, Lincoln was much more balanced than people gave him credit for. People like to put Lincoln in a box of like, like air raid, throw the ball every play. Anybody who watched OU knows it was never like that. I do think that Jeff Levy and this offense will throw the ball at a much higher clip and you know, much higher percentage of the time. So it's gonna be a fun offense to watch. The plan is points and points quickly. So um, I think uh, anybody would sign up to watch that. Perfect, Josh. We're gonna get you out of here. For people who don't know, we were rec- we were interviewing Josh, and I screwed up and I didn't press record. So Josh stuck around for twice as long as we asked him to. So <laughs> give him a follow on Twitter. Check him out on All Sooners. Josh, plug whatever you need to right now because I've taken up too much sure. of your time already. Nah, you're you're fine. You're fine. Josh M. Calloway on Twitter, uh, especially right now. Uh, we're getting to the the meaty part, getting to go to practice and talking to these guys regularly. So definitely want to keep up with us. And AllSooners.com is the website where I throw all my all my content. Right now, there's um, like seven, eight minutes or so of footage from practice today. You can go check out just what it all looks like, what guys look like. I recommend you go take a little bit of time, see that. And whatever players say throughout the spring, we put all those videos up. So while it's obviously a website and it's got lots of written content that all the guys do, tons of video there for you uh, as well. So if you're an OU fan, definitely recommend uh, checking that out. Check out Josh and John Hoover on All Sooners. Josh, thanks so much, man. Yeah, appreciate, appreciate being you. here.